Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Rob's on the other side of the glass. He's been there for weeks, so we appreciate that. But Mr. Ben Reichley is directly across from me. He hasn't been around for a while. He's a good conservative businessman <laughs> locally, GOP committee man at the county still, level, yeah, right? Still. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's a good egg, so we appreciate him coming in today. Welcome back. Yeah, trips around Pennsylvania. You got to see the beautiful Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for business. And you found out about a new college in western Pennsylvania. A new college in West Virginia, and also a great place, as we are the Susquehanna Valley in the eastern center of the state, there's a beautiful area called the Laurel Valley out towards okay. Pittsburgh. Well, we'll have to go visit there again. And we have on the news line now with our first guest of the morning talking about uh, the search warrant that was executed at Mar-a-Lago and President Trump's interest in uh, cooperating with the disclosure of this. Uh, CBS legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum is here. He's a novelist, essayist, law professor, and author of some fabulous books that we have to talk about, including yeah, we'd Saving like Free speech. That's the one we like to start on. I think that's a uh, bipartisan look at what's going on in the uh, not only our country, but maybe the world. Thane, Professor. thank you so much for calling in today. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ben. I do appreciate you calling. I'm Mark Lawrence. I play a liberal on the radio, and Ben <laughs> is a conservative here. So that's, uh, but, that's. But Thane, as you are, we're all Americans. Right. And, we're all and, and, I, and I play it straight down the middle, so we're a perfect team. All right. <laughs> fabulous. Okay, so this is a three-legged stool that should hold up. Well, let's talk about this. This is your week, Thane. you got executing search warrants and, uh, you know, people saying maybe the FBI's out of line here or playing politics. Um, give us a, an attorney's review of what has happened so far this week. How historic and spectacular has this been? Well, never before in our nation's history has the FBI uh, searched and raided the homes of a a home of a former president, uh, whether he was in the home or not the home. Um, The idea that he had taken uh, uh, documents with him of a classified nature that had national security implications and that and that the FBI had to act as if there was a kidnapping or a drug bust in order to get it back. Uh, the optics of that were extraordinary. Uh, you know, presidents uh, ordinarily, uh, under the Presidential Archive Act, uh, they sort of negotiate with the National Archives uh, about what things they're going to take with them. They want to take stuff, right? They're allowed to take stuff. The, the material really does belong to them. Uh, and, in fact, the president has the right to declassify classified documents. So normally it's a cooperative process. I mean, President Clinton took furniture with him. President Obama still has uh, documents that he took that he said that, that he had negotiated that he wanted to eventually put online. He never did. Uh, so it's important to know that it's not like the president leaves the White House and leaves every single thing behind. 
uh, the Presidential Archives Act is written in such a way that there is a negotiation, a friendly negotiation. And uh, apparently back in January, the, uh, President Trump gave back 15 boxes of, of documents. So it's not as if they hadn't been in contact and that, that it hadn't been cooperative, which again makes this seem stranger, right? That it, the, way, the nature, they didn't do this subject to a subpoena. They didn't do this sort of like, come on, guys, you really got to give us back this material. They did this in the most public way possible and in an embarrassing way. So for people like me, right, I'm thinking you there better be something huge <laughs> that the president took. There has to be something that has gigantic national implications, uh, security Apple implications. And there must have been some reason that they came, the FBI came before a federal judge and said, Your Honor, unless you execute this warrant uh, based on the affidavit that we're telling you, we have reason to believe that this sensitive material is going to be destroyed any minute now. Help us go get it now. And that's, that's, the, that's what's so dramatic about this, because, you know, it was, it, the, they had to list specifically what it was, and that there was a crime committed because of it, and that the nation was at risk because of it, and that it could fall into wrong hands unless we go in now. Well, and I think uh, the uh, the idea that the nation could be at imminent risk or perhaps falling into the wrong hands, that remark from me just now coincides with the Washington Post story that appeared last night that nuclear weapons information is included there. Have you been able to find out the veracity of that at all? No, and I must tell you, I was surprised by that, and I'll tell you why. Because when the press conference was over yesterday with Attorney General Garland, I did a lot of CBS uh, and other cable news uh, analysis, and I said, you know, it's true that that this is of a confidential nature, because the affidavit warrant is about the things that were in possession of the president, and that they didn't, that the government didn't have the, the authority to reveal what it was, unless the president agreed to make it public that the attorney general said that he's now seeking to uh, to uh, to to unseal the warrant so that everyone can see it but there was nothing yesterday that stopped him from saying i trust my people i was the one that authorized the raid and trust me this is huge <laughs> what's in the house is huge you won't believe it there's nothing that stopped him from saying that i can't tell you exactly but it has enormous national security implications. And if it falls in, he could have said that. So I, that's why I'm surprised that, that, that if, in fact, this is what we're talking about, because he could have made it clear that this was not political in nature, that everyone will realize that when you hear about it, you're all going to agree we had to go in immediately. Well, Professor, I, 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 I hope that would be the reason. I, I strongly doubt it, but <laughs> you know what doesn't quite add up here is, is there's some terms in the folks on the legal side, and we hear it now with the talking heads on the legal side, is that there you know you can indict a ham sandwich, but also there's a judge for every warrant. So obviously, if you look at the background of this judge, it's sort of interesting. So you can go judge shopping and and find what you need to do, or you sit and wait till the right judge comes up. But 
going back to what you just said, I think it's a key point. If if this was needed in such a way that it turned out on Monday night, Mayor Garland had the chance to assure this us that as a nation, this is what we had to do. And I just told Mark, uh, you know, off the air that the nuclear stuff, I, I believe, is chum in the water because we went through the Russian dossier stuff that we saw, the FISA courts. But my question to you on, on the le- as a legal authority is, boy, where is the credibility now of our Justice Department? And Merrick Garland had a chance to to bring some credibility back, and I agree 100% with you. He just sort of missed the ball. It was three minutes. <laughs> well, he, 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 it's ironic, right? Because that's why he did it. He did it, right, to say, here, I am the Attorney General, and I want you to see my face, and I want you to hear my words, and I want you to know that I authorize this, and I stand behind my people. Right, that this is up and up and legitimate and uh, um, an emergency situation. That's why we did it, right? Like that this is why we did it, and trust me. Um, and so that's why he did it. He did it because I think there was a lot of people wondering, God, that was embarrassing. Why would you do this to a former president? Right? Everyone always said, you know, President Trump never acted in a presidential manner, right? Like, he, well, this is not acting in a presidential manner. You don't go into a president's private home and rifle through his private effects. This is what we had the this is what we had the American Revolution about. King George the Third used to do this. <laughs> he used to get his soldiers to come into people's homes and take stuff, right? So the Fourth Amendment is based on this very thing. Right, that you, we don't let the government come into our private home and take our private stuff. Right, and of course they made this inventory, but there's no doubt they walked out with boxes. Clearly, a lot of the stuff is going to be personal and private in nature, and should have not been removed. Um, and so, and again, the the let me go back to your judge shopping point. Here's something that not a lot of people are talking about. This federal judge is not a federal judge. He was a federal magistrate. So I was shocked to hear, what? He had the authority to sign the warrant, yes. But to me, the lack of humility, if I'm a federal magistrate, you know what I'm saying? I can't do this. It's I. This has to be done by a federal judge. Yeah, you're right. This, this needs to be this up. Is, yeah, this, I can his pay grade. Who the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you agree know? with you there. And, it, yeah, it's above my pay grade. And Plus, I don't want the kickback on it. And, and exactly. plus, the guy wasn't a Trump supporter, we find out in the long run. But that's neither here nor there. The law is the law. The two things you said, uh, and I'll hit on this, is I always think words matter and, and they can have an influence. And you said a search in raid. Uh, it seems like there's confusion in what inflation is. There's confusion now on what a search or a raid is. But the other part of what happened Monday night is I, I think that hurts, again, the credibility is to have Trump's representatives, his lawyers and others, not to be around. And again, that throws out you know, you hate to say it could happen, but it could. Ha- you never know. But why Why would they turn off all the security cameras? Why would they make his people leave if this was somewhat of a, um, I don't want to say routine search, but a search that goes on? Uh, it seems that that also buries them in uh, the credibility issue. 
Well, apparently, I don't, I don't know, again, it's Bill's murky, but apparently they claim that they were in touch with President Trump's lawyer and that he or she was told that this was going to happen the next day and that he or she may have even been in the House at the time. So I don't, I still don't know. It's still to me a little murky that it wasn't without surprise that President Trump's attorney was given the heads up uh, the night before, the morning before, whatever. Um, um, but it still doesn't change the nature of what's happened because they were, you know, as President's team is saying, we were cooperating with the government. Uh, this was, and more importantly, the act that allows this to take place, the Presidential Archives Act, about making sure that the president is in contact with the National Archives and isn't taking uh, documents that belong to the American people, right? The act has no criminal penalties associated with it. It it doesn't contemplate a prosecution. It's not written that way. It's not a crime. So that's the other thing. The act that they're talking about, that's why I was so surprised. I thought, this can't be about the National Archives Act. This has to happen to do with January 6th. It has to be about a crime. It's not about, that's why I'm saying, even if there's nuclear codes there, right, I'm not sure it's a crime, right? I'm not sure that's an actual crime that allows them to go and arrest anybody or to take the documents by force. Um, yeah, and because they, it's, it's a, it, it contemplates a friendly interaction. It you, doesn't con- con- contemplate criminal behavior. Yeah, you're hoping, and January 6th seems to be the fishing expedition that might be. My, my point about the lawyers was the understanding that Trump's representatives could not be in the House, in the rooms while they were going through. They they were notified, but but his representatives couldn't be around while they were going through the boxes. That that has, well, that has come yeah, out, which right seems to be that, strange. I'll say this. Again, if the affidavit says, this, the, the world will blow up on Tuesday, <laughs> right? Literally, that's what they're talking about. The, the 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 leaders of China, North Korea, and uh, and Iran, <laughs> our worst enemies, are going to have possession of really highly sensitive national security material. Then you know, then maybe all bets are off, right? Then maybe all that. Well, come on, we don't want we don't want Trump's lawyer messing with this. We want to be in there because it's so necessary that we focus on what we're looking for and not focus on a lawyer yelling at us. So I can understand that. But again, if that's what's there, if it's a fishing exposition and we didn't know exactly what it was, but we thought there were some classified documents, I just don't see why it was done this way. This is really about the process. Why was it done? Where was the fire? Show us the emergency, because this is so highly unusual that something something doesn't look right about this. Well, I would agree. And that's what we're waiting to find out. And I would say, if your your premise you talked about with the nuclear was was real, uh, the X Files then would be a documentary instead of a, a fictional show. But quick question: uh, Mark and I were intrigued by your book, uh, Saving Free Speech. Can you give us some insight on on the book, sort of why you wrote it, and uh, were you ahead of the game when you wrote it? Since it seems like right. Right now, that is a hot topic, particularly since President Trump uh, promised or President Biden promised that he would bring unity and the end of the most divisive speech we'd heard in a long time. But that didn't work out. Well, look, I, uh, you know, reported for a number of news stations 
uh, on January 6th and January 7th and January 8th, and I still say this, uh, the 30,000 people that were at the ellipse listening to the speeches, they had a constitutional right to be there, and the Founding Fathers would have been really cool with that. They would have said, exactly, that's why we wrote the First Amendment. We voted the amendment, but the people would show up to the public square about a, something and a, a political something of a political nature that dealt with important nature of public policy and the election of officials, and they had questions and concerns, and they wanted to assemble lawfully and peacefully for that person for that purpose. And so, yes, there's the focus on the 800 people that were arrested and are in jail. But that the nature of the assembly itself, now, I, look, I don't think President Trump should have spoken, but I don't see if he said, and I've said then, he hasn't, didn't say anything that incited any. He didn't say anything that the Founding Fathers wouldn't have said he had a right to say it. The President doesn't lose a First Amendment right to, in, to, to, to talk about uh, political uh, the process itself. If he had questions about the election and he wanted to tell the country that he was concerned about the outcome, that he didn't think it was legitimate. Again, I would never have used the word stolen. You know, I would have never, I wouldn't have been there. I don't think he should have been speaking at all. But he had the right to do, and he did say, among other things, soon we will all walk over peacefully and patriotically and make our voice voices heard. That gentleman is not inciting a riot. <laughs> Those are the most exonerating words you can say. Peacefully and patriotically, we will all walk over and make our voices heard. And that does not, you do not lose your First Amendment rights under uh, Brandenburg versus Ohio uh, from that. Um, and so uh, there is, we are not making a big enough distinction between those that clearly broke the law uh, and those who were peacefully there doing exactly what the founding fathers wanted you know the real question is that the, the first amendment was written for the purposes of presenting political ideas and engaging in representative democracy that's what it's for um and so the book really talks about how we've lost sight of that of what it was that the founding fathers wanted for us to have in the first amendment and so instead the first amendment is being misused in a lot of ways and being weaponized in a lot of ways, uh, in areas that it was never contemplated. Uh, and so, for instance, you know, uh, 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 the, you know, neo-Nazis marching on a, a community of Holocaust survivors, the uh, Western democracies would never allow such a thing. You know, they would never allow such a thing. We are, we are outliers when it comes to that. So there's certain things that we allow in, in under First Amendment principles that the Founding Fathers, I think, would have found very strange, and some things we disallow, right? Like, for instance, what's happening on university campuses nowadays, right? Shutting down speakers, preventing people from engaging in ideas that don't fulfill, you know, say, woke prerogatives. So I think I was a little ahead of the curve. <laughs> right, yeah. Before it even had a name, cancel culture, you, you had defined it. Thank you so much. We are having Thank conversations you, on our show occasionally about uh, this speech issue and cancel culture and the whole thing. So we'd love to have you back. We'll try to make an appointment in the weeks ahead and, and get you back on the radio. Thank you Any so much. 
All right, bye. Bye, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Enjoyed that. it. Thane Rosenbaum. We went a little over, so he's got to skadoodle. So, but, uh, talk show has his own talk show? Uh, let's see. Well, Thane Rosenbaum is a CBS uh, legal analyst, novelist, essayist, and law professor. He does nonfiction books, uh, too, and or does fiction books, too, pardon me. Law professor, author of numerous books of fiction and nonfiction, including Payback, The Case for Revenge, The Myth of Moral Justice, Why Our Legal System Fails to Do What's Right, and his forthcoming book, oh, this isn't out yet, Saving Free Speech from Itself. Well, good, that'll be a hook mm-hmm. when uh, we'll help promote it when it comes out. And he has a talk show at the, y, at the 92nd Street Y, which is a very interesting place up in New York. Is it? What is it? It's a uh, just a uh, sort of town square. I mean, it's actually in a place where you can go and different uh, genres of uh, political social speech uh, come in there and talk. Very, okay. very interesting place. Thane Ro- Thane Ro- hosts it. dot com is yeah. uh, his website. So check that out. Saving free speech. Dot 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 from itself is the name of his forthcoming book. When that come out, we'll, we'll get him back here. Uh, we are going to talk in the weeks ahead about cancel culture and versus Bucknell University with the head of the um, Open Discourse Coalition up in Lewisburg coming up in the probably next week. We're Open scheduling discourse. that now. Right. Well, they want everybody who has an opinion to have an opportunity to f- to speak. So mm. very very unlike the university itself. So and some many of the students. Do they still have the conservative group at Bucknell? Bucknell conservatives, young conservatives. Yeah, I thought do they not had know. Had Wouldn't know. Never hear from they them. Did. So probably, uh, I, I think the schools or the student bodies fairly conservative. It is the uh, administration and professors that are talked about as being more liberal. But to be continued. Hey, we can put all this on the radio. We'll get some so those conservative professors to call <laughs> in that we occasionally talk to. About time to talk to Alf again. Alf Sievers, the professor mm. of humanities, who's a good conservative who talks to us from time to time. And uh, was in on opening up the free speech and the open discourse coalition up there. So, all right, to be continued, folks, we'll have time for a speedy dialer on this topic of free speech and or President Trump's Mar-a-Lago search, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. We are enjoying uncanceled free speech <laughs> on WKOK's On The Mark, unless you use one of the seven deadly words on radio, which... Then we'll have to cancel you for for two seconds. Oh, boy. Okay. To be continued. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 
Finally, is that what you said? Yeah, Penn State football. <laughs> or football, and today feels almost like a... Uh, right. Oh, for, yesterday but, uh, afternoon, too. Boy, yesterday. doesn't that feel like a nice fall day? Uh, Steve Jones in the area, uh, playing golf and doing the show from the Susquehanna Country Club and the Truman Purdy Memorial Tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. Boy, a lot of golfers. That's a uh, charity for the... Uh, Sunbury, well, the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA, but a great event, and and as we talked earlier, having uh, Steve Jones on our radio brings a lot of information that uh, you wouldn't get to to our area. Bobby D, you are on the mark. Yes, yeah. Um, good morning, everybody. You know, when I started in broadcasting in in school and that back in the seventies, you know, I was told that the the media. Uh, was free speech. I mean, you know, put together a newscast, get some information and all that. So, I mean, one of the, I'm going to say, jobs or responsibilities of the radio and TV stations, uh, you know, as well as, the, you know, as far as the broadcast media was, uh, you know, well, I say a free speech type thing, but just to, uh, um, you know, inform the public what's going on. Well, you would hope, uh, and of course yourself, Mark, I uh, was, uh, my mother was a journalist, uh, but you, you would hope whatever information you're bringing to the public, it's sourced and maybe resourced and understood, and, uh, you know, you bring it uh, as our guest before, uh, if, if Mark, yes. Mark's on the left a little bit, and I might be on the right a little bit. He was right down the center, and you hope your uh, your news report is is down the middle, and let people decide. But what we've seen over the decades, or I really say since uh, Vietnam and Watergate, is the press can feel some of them feel they can really make a difference. Well, that's the editorial page. Uh, you'd hope the hard news on radio and in print, and hopefully on social media or in the in the internet now would be somewhat uh, down the middle but uh, it's it's, uh, it's hard to say Bobby all right, thank okay, you so thank much, you Bobby. Thank you very much, yep. guys. Thanks for calling in. All right, we got two good emails on topics, so we'll read those on the radio. We'd love more emails sent to on the market, com. No texts yet, but you can send those to 70236. Include the keyword OTM, then your message. you got 150 characters to spout off, if you <laughs> wish, about uh, uh, the armed raid at Mar-a-Lago. We'd love to hear from you on this topic. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, Mr. Ben. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Good to be back. Good to be back. And you're happy tonight because, or today, because your cubbies. Yeah, the, the Field the, of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Boy, that was an excellent. I'll tell you what, that storybook stuff. Uh, Ken mm-hmm. Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. having a catch. That movie might overtake most sports movies, but for the baseball, it might be the best baseball movie ever. But in the Field of Dreams, uh, mm-hmm. Cubs beat the Reds, and it's yep, out in uh, Dyersville, Iowa. They're, I mean, they're just just a fabulous scenario. And also, remember, Major League Baseball is coming to our area where the Little Leaguers slug it out for two weeks, and in between there's a Sunday night game, I believe Red Sox and Rob will know. I, I, up at Bowman Field? Up at, uh, up at Bowman Field, so uh, Major League oh, comes no, to... I'm sorry. 
It's historic. Historic Bowman Field. Yeah. Gotta use historic Bowman Field next to uh, is it? Just, I think it's not fifteen there. It's actually maybe two twenty. Well, fifteen 99. goes by. Yeah, fifteen goes by this side, but you can actually see like. But no, uh, Major League come comes to uh, our area once a year, as well as the Little League World Series now back in full force. And uh, mm-hmm. don't forget, uh, you can also see some uh, Major League. My, or, I'm sorry, Minor League Baseball, Major League Prospects up at Williamsport also. Yeah, no stopping along 220. A lot of people try to watch the Bowman Field game. Uh, adult, normal people can't get a ticket to that game. It's for the Little Leaguers to see. And so people try to stop and slow down and put their four-ways ash, and you're not allowed to do that on 220. But, Mark, what makes this country great is American ingenuity. <laughs> They'll figure so, out a so way. So look, <laughs> look out in the outfield, and the people who uh, get the uh, the sky lifts, Oh, and, I haven't uh, seen and, that. Uh, okay. you know, that you see on construction sites, and mm-hmm. they'll go out and they'll watch the games uh, out there. On private so, property. Uh, there you go. So uh, American ingenuity might might be, if not the best in the world. Well, yeah, I, I th- I've watched a couple of documentaries and series and even read a novel recently that related to the U.S. from about 1890 until uh, 20 or ni- 1930, 1890 to 1930, and you d- have never heard of a American ingenuity like then. I mean, it is just crazy the things that we were inventing and doing and hooking up cities with electricity and putting generators on street, you know, yeah. in one corner so they could power 60 homes and then two blocks up another generator. And, and remember, we, 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 we'd allowed people to come to the country and they brought value added. They couldn't do it in their countries, so they were allowed to do it here. And uh, uh, no, you, you talk about building railroads or roads through the middle of mountains. Uh, very, very unique uh, country. Uh, probably, as I heard the description of America, the the petri dish of democracy hopefully keeps growing. All right. Did you Do you know why Benjamin Franklin called his battery a battery? Because all the wet cells lined up in a row in cylindrical tubes looked like a battery of soldiers, and so he called it a battery to make electricity. Yeah, interesting. interesting. <laughs> How about that? All right. Uh, hey, you don't get that on the national talk shows. That's why you tune well, in. Well, right? yeah, we uh, we watch the PBS documentaries when we can. All right, we got a caller waiting. We're going to get to the phone, but we're about five minutes from hitting that phone button. So hold on, Joseph. Sorry about this. I got to do the headlines, and then I promised I read two emails, and so I will when. Uh, uh, when as soon as they do the headlines. So, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. First, the headlines of kidnapping charges among the charges against 28-year-old Landon Washington of Lewisburg. Police say he tried to pull a young girl, age 7, into his apartment, uh, then tried to flee from police, jumped from a balcony, not sure how far, tried to flee from police, and then resisted arrest when the time came for them to take him into custody. He's facing a series of uh, charges. Philadelphia Inquirer reporting federal subpoenas and search warrants delivered to Republican lawmakers in Pennsylvania this week were the subject of some confusion, but there is a bit of clarity out there. U.S. Congressman Scott Perry says that when the FBI forcibly seized his telephone this week, uh, they've sent 
Jones said he is not the subject of an investigation, that they are in fact investigating somebody else with whom he had a communication. Uh, also this week, Harrisburg Patriots said FBI subpoenas were delivered at the Capitol offices of several Republican lawmakers this week. <laughs> they do not name any legislator who um, received a subpoena. Mark, I was in Harrisburg Wednesday, and uh, it was well known that the FBI was out and about the Capitol area, so uh, I don't know that wasn't a super secret. However, nobody knows who was right, who was subpoenas, served, or um, what they were served, or what. Or and the Scott, Perry, Scott Perry stuff is absolutely ridiculous. They took his personal phone. Uh, you know, uh, again. Well, he was asked to give it up and declined to do so, and they needed it. So why not take it? His personal it? phone, not his government right. phone. That's his personal phone. But he and, was asked to give up the information and they he need for an investigation and declined of, to do so. He wasn't part of the investigation. Right, but he's he's one of the fake electors. But then why isn't he part of the investigation then? Well, they said he's just a peripheral... Co- or peripheral. Oh, they had a word for it. He's a peripheral... But he's not part of the investigation. But he's no, he part didn't of do it. anything wrong okay. other than to say, hey, uh, but maybe they want to make sure he shouldn't be part of the well, election. Geez. Anyway, oh, to be continued. Let's get this going. Uh, gift ban. This is the first thing the governor had to say when he took office, and it might be among the last things he said when he leaves office, is allowing the legislators to accept unlimited gifts from anyone is and should be or should be illegal. In a message on social media, the governor called on state legislators to take action and ban gifts from lobbyists and special interest groups. Wolf noted he banned the executive branch from accepting gifts on his first day in office and questioned if lawmakers should be allowed to receive unlimited gifts from special interest groups. Pennsylvania law permits officials to accept gifts, but these must be disclosed in annual reports. More than 30 gift ban bills have been introduced over the past two decades, but not one has received a floor vote. Tory Gates, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Little League Grand Slam Parade returns to Williamsport and South Williamsport Monday. Watch for heavy traffic mm-hmm. there. And Parade Grand Marshal is Mariano Rivera. Well, you can go across the bridge here and up the east side and miss all that traffic in South Williamsport. Right. The finally, new bypass. finally, two other items here. AAA says the price of gasoline nationally is under $4 a gallon. What is it around here, about four twenty ish or so? Well, it's interesting. Sheets down here at the uh, Seals Grove, uh, four twenty. Six, I believe. Sheets and Clark's Ferry, four oh six. Oh, well, that would be worth a drive for twenty gallons. Well, if you're going to Harrisburg, wait to fill up down there. Yeah, okay. Well, even if you're not, not to take money away from our county, fifteen and our cents taxes, a gallon. All right, and finally, uh, blame inflation. It'll cost more to go back to school. One consumer data reports as families will enjoy higher prices for sharpies and Scotch tape. The co- price of Scotch tape is up nearly seventy percent on average nationally. Big pens up twelve percent. But do you know one item? that has gone down in price this year. I'll give you a hint. It comes from the Allentown region of Pennsylvania. Yes. It's very colorful. Great place to go see and very historic. And uh, you can get 64 in a box, right? Crayola crayons. Yep. All right. Uh, the promised five minutes of waiting for Joseph is over. I was going to try to read the emails also, but five minutes is five minutes, and that's what it was. Joseph, you're on the mark. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, yes, I want to call in about the IRS, but first I'd like to comment on uh, Mr. Garland's uh, <laughs> comments on TV the other night. He was criticizing anybody that would uh, speak against the FBI. You know, that, that was just terrible. 
And uh, we know what the FBI has done. They, they even were against Martin Luther King. Uh, they invade, you know, uh, with uh, Comey and, and with Hillary Clinton and the emails and the Pfizer thing and all that. They lied. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to uh, plant uh, things on Trump's possessions and say, oh, look what we found. But that's not why I called. And again, it's just showing you what this beast government will go and how far they will go if they can go against the next president of the United States and do those things when it wasn't necessary. Uh, it, it just was. And in fact, you had a guy on, I think it was the early part here. He was saying about uh, the invasion there when they, when they invaded uh, Maranado. Mar-a-Lago or whatever, that, uh, how was it? Oh, they, they give them prior warning. Well, all at once, if, if you're going in with that kind of force and you're, you're, you're concerned about destroying evidence, you would never give them prior warning with a search warrant. That, that's, that's unheard of. And they didn't. I don't believe they did, but they well, lied Joseph, the there's, some, there's a little bit of confusion on when they say a raid, search, now you're saying invasion. But one, one of the things you have to realize is the Secret Service is on the grounds. Mar-a-Lago's technically closed down. There, there's only a couple employees here and there. But So the Secret Service did know they were coming. The Trump lawyers did know they were coming. The, the situation we asked the uh, our guest was I find it strange that they could not have representation with the searchers just to verify well, again, what they're getting. that's you know. That, that's not so, why I called. I called in about the IRS. Now, I've heard uh, about the IRS, uh, they buying a lot of bullets. And this was months ago I heard this, and I thought, ah, I, I take those things with a grain of salt. I don't know. I really don't believe that. Why would they buy all these bullets? But now, as you well know, that the 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 requirements uh, is that you can carry you you have to carry a firearm and be willing to use it uh, in deadly force, right? Well, that's not for every IRS officer. That's only for individuals well, who join their security force or their tactical team or people that do get involved. But rank and file auditors and accountants and people who clackety clack the computers, they don't have to be armed or have that requirement. What I'm seeing is this is just this is just the initial steps. This will escalate, just like when Hitler started out. He didn't start out as, as a raving maniac as he became with concentration camps and, and burning people in ovens and stuff. You know, it started out slowly, and, and they, keep, uh, you know, they keep adding to their power. But what I'm seeing here is, and I've heard this before, and I really didn't really believe this, and I don't know if I believe it yet, but I've, I've been told that the government is, has warehouses with guillotines in them. And I kind of laughed at that. But uh, as I look at Scripture and Bible prophecy for the 21st century, is it says that if you don't go along with the Here government system, you will be decapitated. And that's the most efficient way of decapitating a people. Uh, we, we learned that through the French Revolution, okay? And so that's going to come to pass, and, and I'm beginning to really believe that. It's probably the IRS has some, <laughs> these guillotines uh, stored up, getting ready if you don't pay your taxes, because it's always money with buying and selling. If you don't take the mark, the name, the number of the beast, you're going to be decapitated. And if anyone wants to check that out, just read Revelation chapter 20 and chapter 13. It's right there. Well, Joseph, gonna, Joseph when Jill yes. Biden tells us 
let us eat cake, I will be very concerned. Yeah, then that'll be the end of that. All right, Joseph, another quick second. Let let us what? If Jill Biden says to us, let them eat cake, then we know we're in trouble. We will let you wrap up here, please. Uh, 30 seconds. Go right ahead. What I want to warn the people is this is coming. They're going to do away with the dollar, and it'll all be electronic funds transfer, a new world order, and you can't buy or sell except you have the mark, the name, the number of the beast in your right hand or in your forehead. And when we can see it, it's 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 here already almost. It's we're almost in a cashless society right now. Yeah, I think Amazon and, uh, just be forewarned. It's coming. I think and Amazon. To the Christians, I would say this: You think you're going to be raptured out before this happens? You got another thought coming. All right, they're going to go through the first three and a half years. Thank you, Joseph. Really appreciate yes, it. That could never happen. What you're talking about using the mark of beast on your hand, but I do have this story from CBS. The next wave of technology is here. Amazon.com continuing to roll out their biometric reader that Mm. uses your credit card information from your palm print. They're now in 65 Whole Foods stores in California. Your credit card account is linked to your unique palm print. Amazon only wants it for their business, but they'll also sell it to. Think of football stadia or concert venues where getting a large amount of people in in a hurry would be to your advantage. Yeah, be, be concerned with technology from the standpoint that technology, I always say technology should work for you. You shouldn't have to work for it, but Mark, anytime, I will say this, credit cards and credit might be queen, but cash is king. All right. Yeah, you can st- it's still negotiable everywhere. All right. We're going to take a quickie break. i got to read this or I'm going to be in the doghouse. One of our good listeners says this is the first of two emails I'm going to read before we get to Dennis. Uh, Although President Trump says he will release the warrant, I see a rope-a-dope here as in the alley shuffle coming. Muhammad Ali. Uh, Trump will claim his lawyers won't let him release them. We saw this many times when he claimed he wanted to testify, but his lawyers won't let him. Where did you dig up that guest? said, uh, oh, I thought he did a pretty good job. You didn't dig, you just dialed, right? Right. Well, he made himself available. Thane Rosenbaum, author, analyst. All right, I got another email to read. I'll do that in a minute. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, here we go. Stand by, Dennis. Just another quickie here. Uh, One of our good listeners, Doug, sends us a note. He says, the left and mainstream media are giddy with excitement because of the FBI raid. And yes, it was a raid. Yeah, they went to the, they told them they were coming. They went to the door, knocked on it, and they were let in. That's a raid. Okay. On President Trump's Florida House. Quote, no one is above the law, unquote, has been a common phrase uttered after this embarrassment. Well, that phrase is true, unless 
you have a D beside your name. If this was true justice, Hillary's house would have been raided for her deletion of emails and destroying of her server. And President Biden's home would be searched because of Hunter's laptop information that clearly shows that the big guy, Joe, knew and was probably involved in Hunter's shady business dealings with countries such as Ukraine and China. The U.S. Justice Department has just turned into an extension of the liberal left and are on board with the left's agenda of destroying President Trump and keeping him from running for president again. And the reason why? Perfectly clear. President Trump will expose the corruption and deceit in our government from the top and the bottom, and they know it! Exclamation point. And and exposing that, Mark, is not Democrats only. It's Republicans, too. Thank you, Doug. There's a lot of truth in that email this time. Thank you, sir. Very much appreciated. Uh, Dennis, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Um, Several of the news reports, I think I even heard it here this morning, have alluded to the fact that it's possible (laughs) he has the nuclear codes. Now... I'm going to use Mark's uh, terminology. I think we're being snookered big time. <laughs> yeah, Dennis. I think so, too. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Dennis, I, Dennis you, want the, you know what happens there? It's like if you're playing for, Mark's playing for the Cubs, and he gets traded to the Yankees. The Yankees are playing the Cubs. The Cubs go and they change their signals, so Mark can't tell his new teammates, mm-hmm. the Yankees, are they going to bunt? Is this a suicide squeeze? You know, are mm-hmm. they stealing a base? So, don't you think the nuclear codes? And the other thing too, unless the president needs to know them, does the president ever know the nuclear codes? Yeah, yeah. And my thing is, is from what I understand, is they change them frequently, like weekly. It's changed. So a year and a half later. Even if he did have the nuclear code from that time, what difference would that make now? You well, know? Is, that, is that like your password, where the people pick password? You hope they don't pick nuclear code? Yeah. Okay. Well, wasn't it a junior high school kid not too many years back hacked into him? That, that, there was a big scramble going on that day when they realized, and they, they traced it to, I think, a 14-year-old managed to hack into the nuclear code. But, I mean... <laughs> We wouldn't know how often they're changing. They could change it daily. They could be changing it weekly. And when I hear this, I'm like, man, they are really fishing for some kind of excuse here. The Washington Post is the only agency reporting this with the inside information. They say not nuclear codes, but classified documents related to nuclear weapons were among the FBI uh, the items FBI agents sought in that search warrant. Experts in classified information said the unusual search underscores deep concern among government officials about the types of information that could be located at Mar-a-Lago. Well, then, Mark, if it's that important, how does it become a district federal district magistrate and not a district judge a federal judge i mean you know the, the, some of this stuff's not adding up dennis President Trump called the nuclear weapons remark a hoax and accused the FBI of planting evidence inside this, uh, inside the home. Let me see what else do they say. Material about nuclear weapons is especially sensitive and usually restricted to a small number of government officials. Other countries might view exposing their nuclear secrets as a threat, according to experts monitoring this whole shit. And Hillary Clinton had a non-governmental issued server. Well, 
that should have never been allowed to happen in the very get-go. Whoever <laughs> let that happen should be in jail, but that's another topic. Well, Dennis, one finish would, up. One would, oh, I'm sorry. No, one no, would no, think that, that if this was something to do nuclear, Homeland Security would be involved? I would think there would be a lot more people involved, and again, they... It's and, it'll come out, but well, yeah. when, when you look and at the it, other it doesn't thing add is, up. We, no matter who is president, they all have the knowledge in their head of what steps they had to take to begin with. So you're never going to be able to erase, you know, his knowledge, Jimmy Carter's knowledge, Bill Clinton's knowledge of what steps goes to, you know, taking the steps for a nuclear confrontation. So and, and I don't know. I just think, like Mark says, we're being snookered. This but time. Dennis, unfortunately, I. Don't say this. I wish I didn't have to say this, but I would say Jimmy Carter's knowledge at his age might be a little better than our current president. And yeah. Sad to say. Oh, uh, hey, agree. wait. One of our current listeners says you don't have to worry about President Biden holding on to any knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He All does, right. He does Thank you guys. That was Thanks. rude. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. But no, he, that d- was he does remember which ice cream he likes. <laughs> okay. Well, they they say the the president has trouble making new memories. He holds on to all of his old memories. Mm. Okay. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah. I just. Uh, I mean, that was very um, relevant. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see if we have any uh, timely or related this emails. Is, this oh, call sad. us up on this topic, yeah, folks. This we're talking about the search and President mm-hmm. Trump saying, uh, given the green light, he's not going to fight this idea of opening up the search warrant from Mar-a-Lago. Were they notified in advance or not? Trump says no, but uh, his attorneys and uh, the FBI says yes. The uh, Merrick Garland made a three-minute speech yesterday, said, uh, first of all, stop picking on the FBI, and secondly, <laughs> he signed off on this. And there must be, although he didn't say well, much Mark, else about it. one of the things it. about that notification, what were they notified that was going to happen? Meaning that, you know, somebody can call you up and say, oh, hey, Mark, by a chance, I'm going to drop some things off at your house. All of a sudden, I bring 10 friends and we roll a keg into your kitchen with a pizza. And all of a sudden, <laughs> that's a little bit different than dropping something off at your house. Well, and there's a big difference between me saying, I hope to see you this weekend. And showing up tonight at 9 p.m. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. they may have said, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to try to search this week or something. Anyway, uh, one of our listeners says, obviously, everything was legal, I'm sure. Why is it always the Democrats that do this kind of stuff? And we're, all, we're always on the defense for it because they can get away with it. And let's get Joe Biden out of there before he opens his mouth and says something that he shouldn't, says uh, one of our listeners. When, when does that not happen? <laughs> um, I'm sorry to say. Uh, one of our listeners, when we talked about the fact that it's a fake Republican uh, Facebook meme that you have to be an armed tactician to be able to work for the IRS these days, Mark, you fact-checked it in a matter of minutes. How come? Uh, this was this has been going on on Facebook and everywhere else for a while, for 24 hours before I said that it's fake, this idea that you have to be an armed police officer and ready to serve search warrants. There is a security mm. team of the IRS. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's hit the break, and then we will be back. But every rank-and-file officer doesn't have to be uh, weapons-trained at IRS. All right, we got three calls coming in. We will be right back. All right, we got callers ready. Stan, you may begin. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, you know, with the FBI, they do have a history with Trump, and it's not a good one. You know, planning, planning evidence, 
illegally surveilling, you know, his candidacy. So, you know, I wouldn't put anything past the leadership of the FBI to order listening devices and surveillance equipment put into Mar-a-Lago. And I'm sure, you know, there's probably some technology that's hard to detect with the commonly used detection devices that are out there for, you know, detecting surveillance equipment. So time will tell what's going on. Well, it certainly will. I mean, this afternoon might be start of that uh, at 3 o'clock if the uh, affidavit and the information is released. So uh, we will see. But, uh, yeah, the FBI's credibility, uh, no way a couple people who work for the FBI retired and uh, even two, three, four, five years ago, they would shake their heads at things. But uh, also, too, what other agencies at the Department of Justice are involved in this uh, we, we will see, and I think your statement's correct. Time will tell, but it should start this afternoon between, what, 2 and 3 o'clock Eastern time on the release of information or the not releasing information. Is that when it's coming out? Uh, that's what there was a timetable earlier today that they talked oh, about. Okay. Well, that's what they think, so they don't know, but irregardless. But, you know, to uh, to require that the surveillance cameras be turned off while they're in there doing whatever they were doing, that's a clue that something wasn't above board. Because if everything was above board, why would they care if the surveillance cameras were on? Well, not? not only that, but not having any representations from the from President Trump's side, uh, you know that that seems to be just incorrect. Not not that they were going to get involved in any of the search, but just to see what they're searching. Say, okay, you're taking these boxes. Okay, you're taking this. Uh, you you do get documentation for that. You get receipts for things. But just to clear the house and make the lawyers or make the people stand out in the driveway, um, again, it, it just doesn't add to the credibility. No, and, and they don't, there were so many agents that went in there. What, 20? said there was 20 or so. You know, even if one or two lawyers were there, there's no way they could keep tra- tabs on everybody there to see whether or not they were trying to plant evidence or putting listening devices and, and surveillance devices in the, in the residence. Now, I don't know if they did or not. Nobody else does. Only the FBI does. And we, and if they did, we'll never know that for truth. Well, I shouldn't say never. You know, in about 50 years, all this information will come out about who was lying and who wasn't, right? Yeah, That's it always happens. Mark and I will discuss that in 50 years, yeah. what, what went right, what went wrong. <laughs> But, you know, as far as the new IRS agents, 87,000 new ones, you know, they're saying they're what? They want to be able to audit better and get more soak, soak the rich are going to soak. Okay. I looked it up. Right now, there's, they say from Forbes, about 735 billionaires in the U.S. Okay. And there's what? A few trillionaires. I think Bezos and maybe, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tesla man, uh, Musk. Yeah, I, I don't Musk, think I don't yeah. think they've got a trillion, but uh, they're in the uh, multiple, multiple uh, hundred billions at times. Right. So whatever. And 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 they said I, I just looked it up. As far as millionaires, they say there's 22 million. Now that article was came out in April of this year, and another one though. But as you get down through the list, and they're within a year or two. One says 22 million. One says 8 million. One says 15.2 million. So that number is all over the all over the map of how many millionaires there are in this country that I guess they're going to come after them. But if they can't, you know, they, those people can afford lawyers to fight the IRS well, they, and they, to make they, sure everything's... Yeah, they up, don't want you know. that fight. I mean, people don't understand. This is going after 
these small business owners, the cash-type businesses, uh, a lot of those businesses might lean uh, towards conservative or Republicans, meaning that you have to get up in the morning and uh, work. Not all, but a lot. But the, what they're looking for is looking for the cash businesses. Mark and I were talking off mic here during the break. Remember they wanted to pass the $600 uh, limit to, to look at transactions at $600? Right. No, they're yeah. going after the cash smaller businesses. So they can control the Lowe's and the Home Depots and the Walmarts. So the government can control them. But they want is they want the smaller businesses that it will take. You'd have to almost shut your business down to go through an audit. I mean, if you've been through an audit, it is a royal pain in the backside. And uh, right. so, but some businesses can't. But they want that smaller businesses, the nurseries, the little hardware stores, if they're still around, your restaurants. You know, holy smokes. Uh, you know, anywhere where cash, like we said earlier. Credit might be queen, but cash is king. The IRS wants their share out of it, and they're coming after you. All right. Thank well, you so why, much, Stan. That's why Thanks they do for calling want to go in. to cashless society. Thank because you, Stan. Then they have more control. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling in. All right. I appreciate doing. the call. Chris, next up, go right ahead. Yeah, the professor was a bit crazy, I thought. He had, uh, he said, for instance, that uh, they definitely took personal stuff from Trump. That was personally his. He has no basis to say that. Just like probably Ben doesn't really know who they're coming after. Actually, that's being reported. That's his imagination what they're coming after. It's being reported on Fox News. They took personal items from the president and the first lady. Person, what, what personal items? Uh, I don't know. Maybe things related well, how do they to know the they're personal. Then I don't know. I just report the news. I don't know what it. <laughs> you report what Fox News says. I just repeat it in a conversation about them. I don't repeat it yeah. all day long. I'm just so telling we you don't where it know came from. That. And for and Trump says he's encouraging them to. Say, he wants it released now. He could release his copies of it yesterday. yesterday. Yep. And so what sense does that make? Well, the, the uh, president is following sound legal advice to keep your mouth shut for the most part. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And he was going to show us his, his tax records since he wasn't under right. Well, well, we at least we got his health care plan before he slept. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, we didn't get that <laughs> oh, either. Oh, we didn't get that either. But I'll tell uh, you what. And what's he doing with toxic government records at all? He doesn't, he's, not allowed to have, he's not allowed to take government records government records. He well, might be allowed to make some copies of non-secret ones. Well, that actually he's speaks... Not oh, that's, permitted that's, to have... That's not correct. And, and they came to him, and they got the 15 boxes in January, and that was supposedly all there was, and then they got evidence that he had more, apparently, and they had people come down and talk to him about it in June, and he didn't do anything, and, and he didn't, they didn't get any more. And so they did a search warrant for it. And whether it's a magistrate or not, it doesn't really matter. In fact, the magistrate isn't allowed to do uh, criminal work, from what I understand. It's more a civil thing. So all they wanted was their records back. (laughs) And if it's top secret, he certainly shouldn't be taking that out. 
Well, and it makes perfect sense that it makes perfect sense that personal things would be mixed in because it, probably most of it is personal. But you know, oh yeah, he owned the boxes that he took them in. Maybe all right, they, oh, they were personally his boxes. Well, things uh, that he gets from a leader of another country I mean, or something. What, uh, it depends how you want to cut it, but you don't know any of that stuff either, and it's all just made up. No, I'm saying it makes sense that there could be personal things in. Probably 90% of it is personal oh, that yeah, he was allowed to take. Oh, yeah, in with the top-secret documents. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, hey, it was the Trump White House. What do you expect? Enlightening. I, I, that's, that's about what I expect from the Trump White House. Right. And it was nice to see an attorney general acting like an attorney general. Yeah, that was he interesting. Didn't, he didn't criticize... Now, Bill Trump, Barr had moments of... He didn't criticize Trump. He just said, well, if everybody wants this done, and it's in the public interest to know it, and they all think that, I'm willing to have it released, and I'll file a motion. And he filed a motion to let it be released, and anybody can object who doesn't doesn't want it. It was a perfectly natural thing to do. But, uh, you know, Trump can release it any time he wants to. He has it. Mm-hmm. So, why doesn't Trump just release his copy of it? I think it has damning evidence in it of things that he took from the White House that he wasn't supposed <laughs> to. Mm. Well, <laughs> you can draw your own conclusions, but and and as far as Stan's junk is, oh, they put listening devices in. Oh, they probably put poison gas in so they'll die too. Well, you know, it's just all made up stuff. Made up. All right. Okay. All right, Chris, we got to move on to the next caller. We'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Word. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that yes. was probably the most pertinent thing said. Oops. Hold on one second. I did hit Steve, but hold on, Steve. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, this is breaking news. Elon Musk has offered $100 billion to buy the FBI. No word yet on if the Clintons will accept. Uh, and then another listener says, I don't know that they let anybody stay in the house while they're searching. I think everybody has to stand outside, but that should be easily sought after information as a way of coming to the bottom of this rather than listening to people speculate on what they did for Trump or a different procedure that what they would do for everybody else. Also, the question would be, was Hillary in her house when they came and took her servers? Because everybody keeps going back to Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. What, what Thank do you, mean, you. What do you mean they took her server? Maybe the... Oh, I think she should, gave it up, right? Yeah, look a little bit more into that. She gave it up. <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> that moment, you probably should have not been on the air. You were. You're on the mic or on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, this is... Um, I'm looking for questions. I heard last night or this morning, while I was doing other things, but I was still intently listening to the news. I want your viewers to tell me if I'm wrong. I heard that they got the warrant on a Friday, and they went to Trump's place a day or two Monday later to get it. So if it was so drastic to get this information, why did it take 48 hours for them to respond? How many? Now, go- I'm, how not, many Steve, I'm not implying Steve, anything. Well, yes, sir. Steve, how many government people work on the weekends? 
That is the point. If it's so drastic. <laughs> well, that's the point. That it no, wasn't that drastic. Do. Police do. Some police do. But anyway, if you, you can find bureaucrats, and I hate to say FBI, but probably the agents had things planned, and uh, they had to wait till Monday. And you're right. If it was so drastic, why wouldn't you be there Friday night? I I agree, and I'm not implying that, and I ain't sticking up for nobody. All I'm saying is, if you get a warrant and it's so. Ex- Dream that you have to respond. How can you wait a day or two? It should be within, honestly, eight hours. Especially if it's that. especially if there's nuclear information involved. Maybe they yeah. knew that none of the information was going in or out of the White House. You know, like they're wiretapping or listening, uh, and so they know that he's not transferring the information to another country. He was up in uh, Trump Tower in New York City. Yeah, I think it probably isn't. None of it's really emergent until there's a threat that you're going to share it or copy it or give it away or hide it or secret it or burn it or something else. Then I think they probably, you know, something was the trigger to, to get the search going. I know what you're saying, but if it's nuclear secrets or something... How can you possibly wait 24, 48 hours to respond to that? Because it's probably if, they, not. if there's a, if yeah, there's that's a just bank a robbery or something, you're going to have agents there, whether it's their day off or not. And we're talking about something that's supposed <laughs> to be so big that they can wait 24, 48 hours. I, I can't understand that. Right. Well, oh, well, that makes sense, yeah, Steve. Good beach, question. Beach time, time with the family, you know, the oh, paperwork. The <laughs> it was okay, a weekend. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I wonder where you're at. Listen, listen, I just want to say one Sad thing. to say. I worked for the BOP for over 28 years. They called me, I'm not saying every week, but they called me times I had a drop, and that's the BOP, mm-hmm. BOP. Because something was happening at the prison, I had to be there. Right. How can you? How can you? If it's so extreme, wait a day or two. That's my question, okay, and I don't question. even know if it happened. But All that's right. my question. All right, we got you, Mike or uh, Steve. Thank you so much for calling in. Bye-bye. We appreciate it. All right. Good uh, question. One of our good listeners says, Chris, why did President Obama and President Clinton take records that they fought to keep? Another listener says, Garland is a weasel. And another listener says, Chris, were you on the raiding party at Mar-a-Lago? So you do not know what was taken. President Obama fought to keep government records that he took. Yeah, it seems like every president runs into this. It's just keep that, too much. Uh, they can take uh, President Trump and make it more of a, a political statement. All right, we got our last three callers of the day lined up. We're going to get to them in one second. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, ben, if this radio thing doesn't work out, they are looking for more behind-the-scenes employees. Awesome technician jobs are up mm. for grabs. They're looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in the quick lane, the car and light truck service department, the heavy truck service department, the body, frame, alignment, towing department as well. I'd love to be one if, of them. If drivers. you and I go down there, will they give us shirts with our names on it? They do. It says yeah. SMC in the upper right-hand corner. And then it's they have our names perfect. on the little patch, right? Yep. Oh, absolutely. That, that, the blue coveralls we're getting up here. Why don't we take a week and go down and do it? Whether or not you are an experienced 
maintenance technician, which you know how to change oil and change a tire, that's good enough to get started and get in the training program. An entry-level technician or your first job ever. They are looking for folks also looking to make a career change at the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, we got a lot to do in a short amount of time. It looks like about 90 seconds each for our callers. Mike, you're first. Go ahead. Okay, help me out. Where am I wrong? We have a wide-open border with millions of people coming across. Many have been apprehended. They're on the terrorist watch list. Okay, we don't know how many slip through the cracks. They come in with no identification, so we don't know who they are. We get lucky if we catch them. We have our government that's facilitating this, and they're also facilitating Iran getting a nuclear weapon. And we're worried about Donald Trump taking nuclear secrets out of the White House. Well, I'll tell you what. I'd be willing to bet anybody money that he didn't take any out. That's how confident I am that this is all a big charade to get people all worked up. They hear the word nuclear and they go nuts because that's approximately what I think they're doing. Am I wrong or right here, guys? Well, we'll see. It's just the Post (laughs) reporting the nuclear part so far, anyway, so we'll see what's in there. But if everybody releases it, then we'll know. But you're right. We have a lot of misplaced priorities, and these aren't just two examples. I can uh, name 20. Mike, to talk about you, you want Trump and nuclear, one and the same. (laughs) You just mentioned Trump, and it goes nuclear. He's nuclear. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean the media. And and I, I just have to say this. The country is thoroughly divided. They're working on dividing us between friends, neighbors, churchgoers, non-churchgoers, every way they can. It's a concerted effort to divide us, and it's working. Uh, Mike, it's the rules of radical. People read it. Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radical. The country will not be attacked from the outside. You have to destroy it from the inside. Easy, easy. Look at that read and look at the uh, template, and that's what they go by. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Al, you're next. Go right ahead. I think he's right about the word nuclear and crazy because, you know, Trump, is he's uh, giving nuclear secrets out for, to Putin, uh, <laughs> that's treason, and, and uh, we, we should probably have him lined up for a firing squad before midnight. Guillotine. Uh, we have guillotines. Well, they got the guillotines, but I would pick, if they gave me my choice, I'd take the firing squad. Okay. I think I'd go with and, the uh, uh, but, pill. You know, I, I'm going crazy listening to this stuff because we gave them the idea. of saying, what's he going to do? What, what could do this? And, and we said the nuclear code. And a day later, they're all nuclear papers. Another good idea from the 
you know, the Republicans going to the Democrats turning, you know, everything's flip-flop. I, I was told once if somebody's accusing you of doing something, they're probably doing it themselves. <laughs> so here we go. We, we had to find out where the nuclear thing came from that they're doing with Iran. So they're doing something nuclear with Iran, so they got to project it to somebody else. So well, somebody's got to go before a firing squad. That's all I want to say. Well, the situation with, with Iran, though, is there's... All right, we the, got you, Al. Thank a, you so much for calling there's in. There's a big, big scenario in the middle of that called Israel. So, All right, Chris, last caller of the entire shebang. Well, it, shouldn't, it, shouldn't, it might take two days to organize a search and decide how you want to do it and inform the Secret Service that you're coming. And I think they also wanted Trump not to be at home so he, they wouldn't be pictures of Trump being outside in the heat. Chris, and, Chris, we don't need yep. facts. My imagination no, will don't. fill in all the blanks. Uh, you, you guys operate very well in a fact-free zone. And the Republicans who have been reading Kowalinski's rules on radicals and following in these days. The Republicans aren't reading it, but uh, yeah. Yes, good, they good are. Luck. They're the ones who talk about it all the time. Uh, no, because that's the you, Democratic you handbook, Chris. You talk about it more Chris. than I ever do. Well, Chris, have it's, you it's the handbook, Chris. Yes, it's have the handbook for you. Yes. Have you read them? Chris, did I stutter? Yeah. No, Chris, no, it's a rules for radicals, and your lack of facts and your lack of, of information factually doesn't lend well, but you do follow Solinsky's rules for radicals, and that is the left's handbook. <laughs> maybe maybe them, you don't, so I don't so, know if I'm but you're following. Well, that's but and that's a, that's that a sadder state of affair. Well, because it's exposing what the left's agenda is. It's right out of Solinsky handbook. It's not the right, Chris. It's not the right. They're the ones who have adopted them. No, it's not at all. Read it. Then you'll find some information that you know where (laughs) your left is. Yes, I have. You haven't answered. I said yes three times, Chris. Uh, No, I didn't hear you. Yeah, he can't hear you. That's right. The phone doesn't let people hear. What what are they doing then? We gotta go. It's too late now. So long. Go read it. Look it up. You're a researcher. It's over. Yes, it is. Good week. Good, good, uh, good uh, day for calls. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Yep. This is WDK. Okay, Sunbury, ten o'clock.